Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, Brian here. Kevin here. Kimberly here. <laughs> Kimberly here. Um, we know that you're stuck inside like we are stuck inside. We so are. what we've been doing is we've been doing some video chats um, with uh, the three of us. And sometimes we have a special friend join us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we are going to be putting out some additional content for you guys to uh, help you get through this quarantine time. Um, so we are doing the same kind of broad wasted fun focusing on a couple different things. Really, we're just kind of going through some like old catalogs of things that we can watch since we desperately miss Broadway. So we're trying to find ways to bring more Broadway to you guys and to share it with, with all of us. And we're really trying to watch things that you can access in your own homes through things yes. like Disney+, Plus, Netflix, YouTube, uh, Hulu. Let's name some Amazon other fun Amazon Prime. <laughs> Amazon Prime. Um, YouTube TV. YouTube Twitch. TV. <laughs> um... We're going to watch Twitch stuff. That's fun. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to actually put the videos, the the full extended videos onto our Patreon account. So you can find that at patreon.com backslash broadwasted. Those are going to be, I love that. Um, Those are going to be in our lowest tier um, if you wanted to see the full. But uh, what we're also going to do is we're going to edit down that uh, long, long episode into something a little bit more like a broad-waisted episode for you here free on the podcast feed. Yeah. So you'll be able to get that by going to anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, You're already listening to us now, so you've already found it. um, Gotcha. (laughs) You can find it on iTunes, on Spotify. Well, on that note, thank you so much for listening to us. We always appreciate it. You can find us on Patreon. You can find us right here. But now for your regularly scheduled Broad Wasted. Woohoo! That's us. Yeah. Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plopskin. We're the nicest kids in town. Welcome to the 60s, because there's no place like London. I can't take my eyes off of you, because without love, those silhouettes put you in a trance by the sea, poor thing. It may take a little priest for me to cry, but I know where I've been, and I'm working my way back to you, babe, for the contest. I've had an epiphany, and uh, it's about who loves you in December 1963. Oh, what a night! 
I saw Greenfinch <laughs> and Leopard, but I can hear the bells and it takes two to wait for pretty women in the final scene. Run and tell that. Joining us today are the usual, yes. <laughs> joining us today, the usual big, blonde and beautiful, my friends who can't stop the beat while they walk like a man, including Kevin, I'm in the mood for love, Jager. I thought I was going to be walk like a man, Jager, so I was glad. <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly, our ladies' choice game master and unofficial babysitter for the Ooh, I love that song. It was really good. Talk about like a good song that fits into the show that was mm -hmm. written for something different than the show. Yeah. Um, and then with us today is somebody who was in the Hairspray movie and somebody we just can't shake out of our podcast. Let's <gasps> give a big Broadway said welcome to friends of the show, Haley, Justice for Tammy, Pachoon. <laughs> 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 and Aaron J. Justice for Cats, Albano. Yes. This is cats. Meow. Meow. This is for cats. Welcome again. <laughs> Aaron, you have to sneak a meow into everything you say for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome again to Movie Night, where uh, our topic this week is movies that have won Best Musical at the Tonys that were adapted into movie musicals. Um, again, we only chose from what was streaming so that you didn't have to buy anything except for Hairspray was removed April 1st. So sorry, everybody. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to, we did it on purpose to help Haley out. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, let's, I think we're going to talk Jersey boys first, then we'll do a little bit of Hairspray and then we'll talk Sweeney. Um, that is not, that is not, is that backwards? Like yes. chronological order? That mm, no. So they so Sweeney and Hairspray came out in 2007. Hairspray was a summer movie. Sweeney was the Christmas movie because obviously oh, yeah. that's what you want to go see obviously. during Christmas. Right. Um, and then um, uh, Jersey Boys was uh, 2014. So I'm going in order of the, the way we want to talk about the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but when are we talking about cats? Because cats was oh right, right. We'll we'll get there. Yeah, um, just hang on. For the record, it Another was day. the best musical winner in 1983. Thanks, Brian. Well, actually, we're talking in in, in most recent Tony winner to oldest Tony winner. That's why. Yeah, that's why right. I chose it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. That's exactly why. So yeah, that makes sense. All Jersey Jersey Boys won in 2006. Hairspray won in 2000 and. Um, Three, yep, and then uh, Sweeney Todd won in nineteen. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was so loud. Seventy nine. Yes, yeah, seventy nine. The thirty third Tony Awards. Um, okay. So let's let's go. Let's dive right into. Let's just start with Jersey Boys. Um, who here <laughs> has seen the stage show, and who here had seen the movie previously? So. Um, uh, Haley, what, what did you? What have you seen? I like the thumbs up, Kimberly. Um, I saw. I, I I actually won. I think like a student rush ticket to see Jersey Boys on Broadway. I only Ooh. saw it once. I sat front row, all the way house right, like underneath the staircase. So I had a limited view. Mm -hmm. But I loved it. And then I saw the movie when it came out because I had just done Chaplin with Rene Marino. Oh, sure. Plays, uh, his wife. I should know the character names and I don't. 
Um, but he plays his wife, and well, maybe if they were more charming, you would. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, I loved it. Like I had so much fun. Um, uh, Kimberly, you so you had seen only the stage show. Yes, I saw it like my first week of freshman year in college. On like my school had a bus that would take us to the city, and they got us all student price tickets. Kevin, you probably have worked with whoever does it now. They probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was my, one of my best friend Trent's first Broadway show because we had just gotten to school and he was from Alaska. And so I took Alaska. Broadway show. (laughs) From Alaska (laughs) to New York about New Jersey. Yeah. Um, We went to, or we sat in the second to last row in the balcony the last row was taken up with a bunch of housewives who sang the entire show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, but it was a blast. I had so much fun. Nice. And you, had, after. and you had never seen the movie previous to this, this conversation. Morning. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've never seen the movie. Now I've seen the movie. I haven't seen the stage play. That's yeah, I've never. See, this is this is my this is my downfall as a theater person or because I grew up around here I truly 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 if I don't see it within the first couple of months that it's out I I You're probably done. won't see it like Fair. it took like cuz to me it's always going to quote be there um, yeah. which yeah. Is so like well, I never saw Mamma Mia ever Yeah <laughs> I only Wait, are we recently talking about the show or are we talking about the movie the I, show I'm talking about yeah. the show I never I saw I was the same way I was the same way I didn't I saw I Jersey Boys was that show that was like, oh, that's going to be around. I'll see it when I see it. Yeah, I've yeah, never seen Chicago. We'll be still off Broadway. Right. Yeah. Well, but, I but, definitely but, plan on, that's one of the first things I want to see um, once everything comes it's back. It's really sure. good. Did, did they, is it just like a direct transfer? Like, did they change anything? Do we even know? Uh, I, have I have no, no idea. idea. No, I don't think they did. Yeah, because I, I saw it like, like pretty much after they announced closing because I was like, all right, I've said this for this uh, long. Sure. Now I need to go see it because now I need to put my money where my mouth is. I went to, I finally went to go see it at the August Wilson. I had never seen the movie. Um and I yeah, I like like I like I really liked it. I saw because I also went to go see because I think I also went to go see John Hacker as Frankie Valley because he he had just posted <laughs> online that he was on. And I was like, oh let's go support another newsie. And go see Jersey Boys because I haven't yet. So, nice. yeah, mm-hmm. Kevin, good. Uh, I have never seen the show. To be honest, I didn't really know who Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons were. Like, I know some of the songs. Like when I heard it, why are we the- all surprised? This is like Kevin's <laughs> opening line to everything. I like knew when I heard the songs. I was like, oh, okay, Sherry Baby. Like I know this song and stuff. But like, if you had just said, "What do Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons sing?" I would have said. My girl, like I don't, I don't know. Like <laughs> I, actually, I would take that. <laughs> I've actually met Frankie Valley. Yeah? Why? I, so every year, I don't was, like he was growing up in the mob world. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he tried to put a giant refrigerator in a car. If yeah, was happening. What? No, it was a safe. It was a Wasn't safe. it a safe? Oh, <laughs> I, thought <they> were, <laughs> I thought they were stealing a refrigerator. A giant and I refrigerator. Full of what? I don't know. Very expensive. Omaha. My brain is in coronavirus time. I'm like, they're stealing a refrigerator full of food. (laughs) (laughs) 
They're stealing chicken oh breast. Oh my god! Yeah. I want to go back and watch that scene, picturing. <laughs> I will not be rewatching that film, but so it's like is that um, how they put people on ice? Like, is that how? Yeah, yeah. Swimming with the fishes. Oh, okay. There you go. Oh so, my god. Um, um, so let's go around. Just thoughts on again. I I do want to preface all of this. Each one of the movies that we talk about, um, <clears throat> that we all know that these musicals are great, regardless if we've seen them or not. We recognize the quality of the musicals. They all won the Tony. And even if they didn't win the Tony, like they were still one of the four or five nominated in the year that they were. Obviously they won, but you know what I'm saying? Um, so we're only discussing them solely as film properties, not as the musical stage musicals. So we're just going to be commenting on the film adaptation. So if this is your favorite musical, like we already love all three of these shows. So we don't, so we're not even going to like <clears throat> talk about that stuff, just the movies. So yeah. with that being said, who would like to start with their high level thoughts of the film? Um, I'll go. Okay. I will say, because I had never seen this movie before. And sure. I don't remember, I mean, because I didn't see Jersey Boys, the show at its height, I didn't have as many sort of like high expectations for the film. Sure. Um, it was, was questionable. There, there were questionable moments, but I will say the one, the one thing that I did take out that was, that I was like, oh, okay, was... I thought John Lloyd Young was fantastic. And that's where I was like, I, this is when I was like, okay, now I understand why he won the Tony for this. Because I remember sure. watching the show in different iterations of like clips from, clips from YouTube and whatever, whatever, whatever. And being like, I mean, Frankie's cool, but it's like a Tony award winning role. And then watching John Lloyd Young do it in the movie, despite the like, questionable like medium that it was in mm -hmm. his work in that role i thought was really really great sure i yeah. think the, the biggest thing to take away from this movie for me was that it felt like the screenwriters saw that like the musical with its script like with its book that was like very geared to be a stage musical worked and instead of developing it for a different medium they were like let's just do what this is on a screen Mm. There were a lot of like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but there are a lot of musical theater tropes sure. that like do not read on screen at all. Oh, for like, sure. Certain, like certain short scenes where you very quickly introduce like a character trait very fast just so that people know. Like mm -hmm. we accept that in musicals because we get like how the structure works. Right. But in a film, it doesn't make sense to suddenly like throw a like three line scene between a song to like get this character to be bad or get mm -hmm. them to be like an alcoholic or get them to be like, we're very quick in musicals to be like, yep, all right, got it. You can sing a new song now. <laughs> in movies, it's hard to feel that pacing. So like those were really like jarring and like the talking to the, this camera was very jarring. It's like narrating yeah. to an audience feels very natural on stage, but like all of those narration segments felt so jarring and like out of place that it felt like it was like at any time somebody could like be like ready to do something bad and then be like, well, actually what I was thinking was, and like, it takes away <laughs> the dramatic tension of anything. I think it that occasionally, like it worked in that, like one part where they were doing a performance and then he turns to the camera, like still dancing. Cause that's kind of oh, like, when you went back to see his yeah. experience. Yeah. 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 Um, but when it was just like, um, Eric Bergen alone in a hallway just like if Tommy was good for one thing it was running a party 
Yeah. Like, okay. I think that, I think that Kimberly, you're a hundred percent right in that it sometimes worked and sometimes didn't work because they never leaned all the way into it because I think the problem with this movie, it's not the screenplay. I think the problem with this movie is that it's the wrong director. Clint Eastwood Mm. wanted to make a gangster movie about the the Frankie Valley that happened to have Frankie Valley songs in it. And you could tell they're like trying to erase the musical aspects of it. Like, but they I didn't, didn't erase the script. So there were these like exactly. dumb musical theater yuck yuck jokes. And you can't correct that. What's yeah. her name? Renee Marino just like delivered. Yeah. And I was oh, like, yeah. that's She's a laugh line. Weird. And so like she, not she, like the, that movie is I, you you don't know if it's a bad musical biopic or if it's a boring, charmless gangster movie. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just it's both of them because it's well, and, it, and it's very it's shot very like there's no color. They're hoping, they're hoping that it's going to be... It's very shot in a very Oscar-worthy way. Yeah. Which I'm like... It was very, very boring. Grayscale. I was very shocked yeah. by that. Like, the, the 60s weren't hat? that color. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how we imagine the 60s in, in, in prestige films. But, like, even, even Goodfellas isn't dark. Not that that's... But, like, like there are lots of movies yeah. that just have pop with color. It felt are, like he was trying to force it to be in the 30s. Right. So that it worked better mm. for his idea of what the movie should oh. be. Because, oh, because, so so because I'm the idiot who like doesn't know any of this music. I was like, oh, this was good music from like the 30s and 40s. And then like they kept referencing the 60s. And I was like, oh, this was the 60s. This doesn't look like the 60s. I'm like waiting. Like it felt more like it was like a guys and dolls kind of like, ah, oh, it was like 1929. Right. And we're all like, but ah. Do you think mm. that guys and dolls was in 1929? Was it in the fifties? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just meant like I meant like the actual guys and dolls kind of I don't I don't know. Well, my mom my mom saw a version of it that they did on tour where it was all like I mean I think it was the Nathan Lane version. They were all in zoot suits and stuff. Yeah. Which was very like twenties and thirties to be in zoot suits, right? Forties. Forties. Okay, so I don't know time period. <laughs> Well, it's not here, like this was in the wrong time period. Haley, as someone who has seen the stage production, um, what did you think of in terms of the adaptation overall? Well, I really liked the adaptation because to me, at least when I saw it the first time, I did see it in theaters. And of course I was going to, you know, see a friend like be this huge role in this amazing movie. Mm-hmm. And um I really liked that it felt more cinematic than a musical version of Jersey Boys. Like I felt like it was more of a story about these four guys with who just happened to be musical. Like I, I walked away from it not thinking, Oh, I just saw the musical on screen. I walked away from it being, Oh, this story of these four dudes who made music. Do you think that the movie would have benefited from being told linearly and cutting the point of views because they kind of, they didn't go all in on it? I don't know. The point of views randomly didn't bother me. And maybe it's because that's how it is in the musical. Mm-hmm. But so I only saw the musical once and I love the music. Like No, I Jersey love- Boys, not once. No. <laughs> <laughs> the delay and laughter makes me so nervous. How <laughs> <laughs> dare you? It does. Um, um, it's not like I know Jersey Boys, the musical, like backwards and forwards, but mm-hmm. 
I did remember when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, right, they do talk to the audience. And I, it didn't bother me that they did that. I mean, after a while, I wish that they would have maybe chosen one person to speak to the camera the whole time. But it really didn't bother me at all. I kind mm-hmm. of liked it. Well, because also, the, like, because the, the, remind me if I'm wrong, because the musical, the narrator... <laughs> the musical, the narrators are split up in seasons, right? Like, because the whole thing is like, this section is like fall, this section is winter, and like winter, because to go with like, oh, like, like, oh, right that's great. I want to see yeah. that. Is that when, real? That's, that's, when, when fall turns into winter, that's when like, yeah, um, that is what happens. Bob Gaudio starts talking, and then when winter. Oh, comes, what? That's, that's wonderful. When, yeah, and they didn't carry that over into the movie. Which was weird. That the whole concept is that it's the four seasons. And oh, and so, they all have a di- like they all associate each other with one of those seasons based on their personality. Like Tommy is maybe more of a life. winter. Was oh, this Wait, is that's yeah. insane. I've never heard that analogy. Wait, but don't they like don't they like post it in um, like the backdrop of the show? I think you're right. Yeah. There's like I don't know. Fall. I had a limited view when I saw it. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is the one convention that I was like, oh, I guess they're not doing that in this movie. Okay, oh, which wonderful. maybe would have made it Aaron, more. Aaron, if you are right, which I'm sure you are, my mind is blown forever. Yeah, this just became the most intelligent musical I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> I mean, the music, well, because it was also it's like- almost one of the as smartest when in Legally Blonde. Yeah. <clears throat> they okay. the seasons by like singing the songs so you know how long she's been studying. It's like, that kind of brilliant. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm reading the Wikipedia for the stage musical now. Uh-huh. And synopsis of it is broken down into act one and act two, obviously. But then act one and act two are broken down into spring, summer. Act two is fall, winter. And then there's the finale. So act one is spring, and that's Tommy. Act, act one Part two is summer, and that's Bob. Act three is Nick, and then in winter, the end. That's when Frankie takes over Frankie starts talking, yeah, and talks about like oh. the big moment of "Can't take my eyes off you." That the movie does really. That's a very yeah. exciting scene, I would say. Oh, I hate. Um, I will say, I, I feel like from like. Oh, the, this is so. Oh. Good job, Aaron. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Good job. I really cracked how over the show. That's all I did. Wow. Like, I remember, like, I, I feel like in the movie, I feel like. Like the like the council meeting, for lack of a better word, like in the in Christopher Walken's living room or whatever. Yeah. I feel like that's where the movie gets going, and then it's good to the end. But it's, oh, it's, I disagree. That's too long. I liked it from the beginning. Okay, well, that's <laughs> it was fine. But like the council meeting onward, and then they get into like um, can't take my eyes off of you. Jay and I were watching it this morning, and he's just in like a sad ballroom singing this song at the end. And I was like, no, in the show, he puts on the razzle-dazzle jacket and then there's the horns and you cry. <laughs> uh-huh. And this was just like, I guess he has a horn section now and Bob Gaudio has a goatee. That <laughs> goatee. That goatee. Oh, so bad. That goatee. I will say, does... my favorite, like, I will say this is a perfect example about how even whatever you think about the movie, if you got a strong finale, that Who Loves You... Mm-hmm. Is every time because I because of course after I like watched these movies I deep dove into YouTube to watch like clips from the stage show sure and like that every time he just gives that speech and then like the drums just start 
to get into Who Loves You. I literally have chills. Cry. It's interesting. Every single time. It's interesting because I did the very Um, end. The very end. And they're old? They're old and then they like renew. They like go back to- The first part of the film? Yeah. (laughs) After after that, when they like- Because you know what they did. This is what I have written down. Bob Gaudio's red shoes moment. I don't know the yeah. red shoes. I don't oh, yeah. know about the red shoes. And he's like, oh, yeah. I don't know the old neighborhood. I don't really care about the old neighborhood. I don't give a F about the old neighborhood. And I was like, you are not in Just a mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but like, when, when that song kicks in, I, I like it gives, me, good. it gives me moments every time. So good. <laughs> but also, there's a great example of it being a strong finale and how awkward that final, like, his whole life montage sequences and the dancing mm-hmm. in the street. It's just not well, it, it's directed by someone who doesn't understand. No, Kimberly, get out of here. <laughs> oh, it was so poorly directed. And that awkward hold at the end. It was hold like a, at the end. Oh, God, the hold. Why didn't get to the end? The hold is so the like, worst. Why are they like blinking? Oh, it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so, at least if they're going to hold, they need to be like. <sighs> How oh, in yeah, the musical. For that. Oh yeah! In the musical, how does because Clint Eastwood should have just made a biopic that happened to have the movies and not adapted the actual musical? But yeah. how in the musical musical do they put on old age makeup and then like rip it off, or are they just like pretending to be old? I don't think so. I think they just no. I think I don't yeah, that. you just they just put on colorful jackets happened. or something. I think you just understand that time has passed. And yeah, now yeah. They could, they're coming that back. was like Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows two level of old age makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was special. Um, do, the women, do the women have more jowls in close up? <laughs> do the women have more to do in this stage show? No, not at all. Well, kind of. They I, are other, also other women. Yeah, they're other women, and really, there's only what three of them, and they play all of the women. Yeah, so they are really busy because they're constantly like. I look at it from a perspective of what are they doing right. backstage as well as on oh sure yeah the yeah. actors are busy if the characters are not yeah it just it just seemed like some of the female characters were drawn a little one-dimensionally that, yeah. yeah that's correct so, and like so, women were kind of like put into this show to like bring out something about the men's character instead of like to actually be a full-fleshed character oh you mean how men write women <laughs> correct. there you go <laughs> yeah, it just seemed a little like there. Those moments were all support. I mean, especially in these type of movies or musicals about like you know uh, <clears throat> whether it be rock stars or whether it be about like this type of a rock star or whether it also be about like gangster movies. All female roles are are supporting roles in gangster movies. Sometimes you get really chunky um, uh, roles. Well, like like meaty roles, as I should say, like Lorraine Bracco in um, Goodfellas or something like that, mm, or like, yeah. or even um, Edie Falco in The Sopranos. But there's still a supporting. Yeah, you know. I mean, really, the, the voice world is such a man world anyway. So I don't that, like, really take offense yeah. to it, but yeah. right, but yeah, sure. I just um, didn't know if they had like a bunch of songs and like character development that was cut from. For the movie. No, they literally have like my boyfriend's back. That's like their only song in the show. Sure. If I remember it correctly. That sounds right. Um and I remember thinking it was weird because every time they came back on, I was like, 
it's the same woman that's his wife. Why doesn't he recognize? Like, <laughs> like it was one of the most. I was like, I get that she was playing multiple people, but like she's his wife. Shouldn't that be her role? I just I wanted his <laughs> wife. I desperately wanted his wife to have like a days and days and days from Fun Home. As, like, <laughs> if only this is what I've dealt with with this man. Like, I really wanted her to have something to like not just make her like. Oh, well, mommy's drink we drink. You know, it's like, do you think that his mommy's medicine? Yeah. Do you think that the daughter plot line at the end was kind of shoehorned in to make him feel something or to get that character from a certain point to a certain point? Do you think it was natural? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it was, it's the motivation for Can't Take My Eyes Off of You, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's that. I don't think that. that's actually true. I, I mean, again, I went to like I IMDb and I, can't remember exactly, but from what was on IMDb trivia page, that's not right, which oh, okay. stinks. But I think yeah. this also his what? This isn't him. this isn't accurate. Actually, <laughs> his stepdaughter, who they don't talk about in the movie or the film, died six months before this daughter. Yeah, movie. I I went into a deep dive on on Frankie oh, Valli. Wow. Two. We had two daughters die. Jeez. So sad. Yeah. So I guess in that case, yeah. And she feels too short. I didn't hate my time watching this movie. I thought it was a decent movie. I had a good time. I thought the music was fun and it was fun to be like, oh, he sings that? Oh, they sing that? Like I had a good little like sure. refresh my it's memory. A real revelation for Kevin. <laughs> I watched it over the course of three days in chunks. It was, t- it was no! tough for me to go through. I watched it, was it over tough breakfast. for me to get through. Ooh. And it never ended. <laughs> You're still watching it. <laughs> At the end, um, Jay just was standing up going, why won't this movie end? <laughs> I mean, and you stopped it before the freeze. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, I have to go back and just watch the freeze. Yeah. So on <laughs> I Rotten, really liked it. So on Rotten Tomatoes, there's a 51%. Um, it, okay. the critical consensus is Jersey Boys is neither as inventive nor as energetic as it could be, but there's no denying the powerful pleasures of its musical moments. Yeah, And then I thought this is the one quote that I wanted to pull. I thought this actually does a really good job of summing it up. It's Richard Roper. Um, one of his quotes is, it, the film captures the electric excitement of the musical, but for every soaring moment, there are 10 minutes of bickering or brooding. I would buy that. Yeah. 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 Like the moments when they're playing the music and singing the songs because they're inherently good songs. They're, they're all, I'm so happy they cast actual singers and things like oh, that. Because yeah. that, that absolutely... Pulls the movie out of unwatchable and boring to these guys are great. Well, yeah. and you're also watching them. I mean, we watch them as like people we know, but sure, everyone else, these are just random people. And mm-hmm. it's so nice to watch a movie where you're not watching movie stars being someone else. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Un- yeah. Unlike the other two films we'll be reviewing today. <laughs> <laughs> When Haley Pachoon, the movie star, had to pretend to be someone. <laughs> Before we slide into uh, Hairspray's DMs, does anybody have any final thoughts, what they really enjoyed from this, or any final thoughts on Jersey Boys? Frankie Valli like had a lot of hits. So I many. Tommy DeVito could get it. <laughs> yes, he can. When you sent that text, I was like, yes, I'm so glad you agree. That scene where he's in the towel and like blowing his nose in the other towel, I was like, he's trash, but Tommy DeVito could get it. Oh, <laughs> yes. Him using those towels made me just as upset as Nick. 
when, when Nick spoke up about the towels, I was like, I, I fully understand where you're coming from. Oh, no, see, I, I agree with Aaron. I was like, oh, yeah, you show that towel who's boss. Like, <laughs> when I saw the pile, that's when I turned on him. But before that, sure. I was into it. Cool. Should we talk hairspray? That's the only before we, we have hairspray, should, we, should we talk about... Um, our cocktails. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Uh, Haley and Kimberly have the coolest one, so you ladies go first. Well, I need to go make another one, but it will be way too loud. Um, maybe I could mute myself. I made a frozen- You can't leave during the hairspray portion. <laughs> I'll take you all with me. Oh, I made a frozen mango margarita. Ooh. Which um, inspired Kimberly's drink. A frozen blood orange margarita. Oh. That I also might need to make more. <laughs> and then A.A. Ron? I have wine. What kind? What kind? Um, it is a Jackson Driggs, which I think is a Canadian thing. Um, a Shiraz Cabernet blend. Oh, nice. I'm drinking a Merlot over here, some Columbia Crest Merlot, and it's delicious. And I'm just drinking, a, just drinking a Blue Moon. Was in the mood. You yes. guys need to invest in boxed wine. It'll help your wallets. I love boxed <laughs> box. So good. All my mother-in-law drinks. Tip it. Tip it. <laughs> so should we talk hairspray? Yes. yes. You need to make cocktails? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, you guys can follow me into my kitchen, and I will listen, but I'm going to mute so you don't hear my um, Nutribullet. Sure. Um, All right. So Hairspray 2007 film uh, directed by Adam Shankman, um, a uh, adaptation of the musical of the same name. And Haley, Haley, you were in both the actual stage show and the musical. I uh, was in everything possible. Like I did the tour first, then I went right into the movie, right into Broadway. And then I did a regional production of it after. Oh really? Wait, did wow. you do did you do live too? Did you do hairspray live? Nope, didn't do live. Oh okay. I was like, were you, were you Amber in the regional production? No, I was Penny. <clears throat> ah, so, nice. So I on the road, I was Tam. I was Tammy throughout my entire hairspray career. On the road, the movie and Broadway, and I covered Penny and Amber, and then I closed the tour playing Penny, mm-hmm. which was when I booked the movie we were in LA and we uh, I had my audition there and then they came to see the show that night and I found out the next morning that I got it um then I had like I think maybe a week between the those two jobs and then we filmed in Toronto and we were there for six months and I found out on my very first day on set our very first day of filming, uh, I got a call from Broadway casting saying, are you available? We want you to join the Broadway company. And I said, I'm filming the movie so I can come after. They were like, great. So I think I finished filming like December 1st or 2nd. And I moved to New York the next day. And then I started rehearsals for Broadway and then did Broadway. Were you wow. For Christmas? Sorry? Were you in the Broadway show before Christmas? Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a turnaround, man. Yeah. 
I didn't it know was that. a lot of ponying for lots of years and like <laughs> smiling, smiling. And then not to like keep transitioning, but my next show was Sunday in the Park with George. And I was so excited to not smile or dance. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the opposite, standing still. Really the most opposite. And then when we get to talk about Sweeney Todd, I have a good story about that. So. Cool. Um, so let's, uh, let's, let's just go around. We'll do the same thing we did last time, but this time we'll add one more thing to it. Um, uh, just quickly, if you had seen the stage production, if you had seen the movie before and thoughts, just high level thoughts on the movie. Kimberly? High level? Yeah. High level. <laughs> high level thoughts on the Hairspray film. Um, yeah. I'm sticking with it. You can make fun of me all you want. I think it's a great (laughs) phrase. (laughs) I saw Hairspray on tour first, I think. And then I saw it on Broadway with Lance Bass's Corny Collins and Ashley Parker. I did? Yeah. And Ashley Parker Angel is like, yeah. Yes. I saw Haley on Broadway. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I forget when. In college at some point. So that's the only time I saw it on stage. And then, oh, no, no, I saw it on Broadway first and then on tour, like years later. So it's probably a, a non-act tour through Philadelphia. Oh, um, yeah. Because I closed the tour and that would have been in, oh, God. Oh, seven? Oh, six? <laughs> oh, yeah. Then I saw, like, non-equity something in, like, 2012. <laughs> um, and then I saw the movie in theaters, I think. Because I saw every musical movie in theaters. And it was so much fun. And I haven't seen it again until today. <laughs> I watched it today. And it was right after Jersey Boys. And I was like, this is a musical! <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot how good it was. What are my high-level thoughts? No, that's good. Oh. We'll get into the... Everything else is details. That was high-level. That was high-level. You liked it. My only detail is that I cry every time. And I'm Tracy in her first... Oh, it's so it's sweet. Good, oh. good moment. <laughs> and Nikki Blonsky follows me on uh, TikTok, so there we go. Okay. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you Aaron, like? Aaron? Uh, I saw, so I saw Hairspray. Uh, the first time I saw it was the original company in, in New York. Um, and it was, it was the show that I like to say jokingly, but not jokingly. It's the show that taught me about type. Because it's the show that I was watching from standing room and it was blowing my mind and I loved it so much that during the finale, I was like, I love this show so much. I will never do this show ever. (laughs) 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 And it like was like a sad realization that (laughs) someone who looks like me will never be in that show. That's how I feel about Miss Saigon. I'll never be Kim. Oh, yep. There you go. See? He shows the teachers who we are and what we can't do. (laughs) Um, So that's what that, that's when I saw the Broadway show. I saw, actually, I saw the tour like three years later and that's where I met Haley because I saw one of my college friends, Jackie Polk, was a swing on the tour and they were coming through, I think, San Francisco and I was doing Spelling Bee at the time. And so I went to go see all of them do the show and I went to go see my friend. I think my friend. I think Jackie was playing Brenda, and Haley was playing Tammy. Yeah. And so, uh, oh, were you Tammy or were you in San Francisco? So what yeah. happened was the last six weeks of the tour, Casey. I replaced Casey Levy. Casey was Tammy, and they bumped Casey up to Penny when I joined the row. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
So, but the last six weeks of the road, they had bumped Casey to Broadway. So they needed a penny to cover the last six weeks. So me and the other understudy, Melissa, we literally did a coin flip of who gets what weeks. And I won LA. Oh, <laughs> like poor oh. Melissa, just me, 19 years old. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> 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 yeah. So that's where I met Haley. And then I think I watched, I don't think I watched the movie in the theater, sadly. I think the first time I saw a part of the movie was at like musical Mondays watching like Nikki Blonsky do the opening number and being like, she's really amazing. Is this movie really great? I need to go watch this movie now. And I think I rented <laughs> it and I like loved it. It's so good. It's really good. Kevin? I, to, I, I do want to ask you like detailed questions about the changes though, but we'll go on and do that. Okay. Kevin? Um, I saw, when did this movie come out? 2012? Seven. 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 <laughs> It was 2012. The, the 1940s. I saw this movie in theater, and it was my first experience with hairspray at all. Um, so I actually owned the movie cast album, and like thought that was all the like how everything sounded and what it all was like. Um, so I owned that, and Always then a I, good story. And then I saw the show on stage at the Surflight Theater. I saw that production too, and I watched. It was like wait this isn't in the movie. And they're like, yeah, this was in the original stage show. And I was like, well, they really changed that. She didn't actually go to jail. Like there were so many things that I was like, ah, but Did like, you, like freak out when there was no lady's choice. Yes. Because <laughs> Jack Efron is dreamy. And that song is lovely, but he sings like a really slow song, right? It takes yeah. two. It takes two. Yeah. Which yeah. is still in the movie. This? Which is like yes, but he, minutes, right? Yeah, it's he in does the background. It, yeah, very similar to how Grease puts a lot of those stage songs in the background. But yes, uh, I just, I they were one of my favorite costumes during It Takes Two, and it was one of the last, like, one of the last later scenes that I shot. So I definitely remember It Takes Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I just it's the movie's fantastic. It's fun and sweet, and it totally gets the like line you have to walk between being campy and being like real life to like celebrate what the musical is so i just i thought it was directed and put together really freaking well yeah i had i saw the stage production and i've seen the movie in theaters i actually saw the movie i was visiting jay on lbi in that summer and he was working so i just like went to the movie theater on lbi that's not there anymore um to, to watch it um i don't think it's there anymore um but uh yeah I remember having a great time and then we, we watched it. We got, we got drunk and rented it on Friday night. Is that when we were obnoxiously texting you, Haley? Yeah. I think yeah. Friday I night. Every second yeah. of it. It was Friday night. We sure. took pictures like with the dog pointing at Haley on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we had a, it up, cause it's, uh, it was amazing. Um, you guys, the joy in your face was my most favorite. Oh, and then I was sending you pictures of like my birthday with Amanda Bynes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and you're still besties to this day, right? I haven't talked to her in forever. <laughs> She's been um, busy. It's okay. Yeah. We, um, we had a blast. It's so much fun. The casting is spectacular. It's talk about. St- quote, stunt casting, making it wonderful as opposed to bogged down. Yes. Yeah. It was just, and especially I had already watched Jersey Boys 
You're the- <laughs> <laughs> but it's Brian and Ted and his TV screen showing hairspray. Um, but yeah, it was it was super fun. We had a great time, and it was very nice for that pop of color after watching Jersey Boys. Yes, oh, it's, it's yeah. so fun and vibrant. Wait, uh, guys, this was my morning. It just went to colorful. I did Sweeney Top first, then Jersey Boys, then Hairspray. <laughs> you were watching say, The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about um, Aaron. Why don't you just go right in and ask Haley all of your questions? Yeah, okay. Here's a question. For question one. Why, what was, and I don't even know if you'll even know any of this, but what was the idea behind the like seduction of wilbur oh like, is that not the musical no oh, no right. I that, that is the one moment of the show where i'm like is, is that just to this? give those two characters more to do those actors more to do as those characters I also don't know. full christopher walken weekend yeah, Christopher, when Jersey Boys started, I've, Todd, I would have been like, "That's the real thing." <laughs> I completely forgot that he was in Jersey Boys, and I watched Sweeney Todd first, and then Jersey Boys, and I was like, "Wait, wait, wait! Why is he in this too?" It was crazy. <laughs> um, Aaron, yes. I don't, I can't answer that. I don't know. Mm, okay, and then I guess here's, the other, here's a second question: Why? Because in the musical, Big Blonde and Beautiful is the march. And I know where I've been is the is is like the night before the the like the rumble. Over the, yeah, yeah. I know where I've been is written for the movie. No, no. Oh. I know where I've been is like the eleven o'clock number, for lack of a better word. Like, and that's it. It's it's sort of motivating them to go into the finale. But why? I, so why did we? Was it just to to amp up the march? I think the reason is, is in, this is my own opinion. I actually don't know this. Um, yeah. But in the musical, I Know Where I've Been is a stand, a stand and sing number. Yeah. And Motormouth is just moving around. So I think in order to storytell, I think they chose the, the visual of them getting ready for a march for that song or them actually doing sure. the march. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's actually really beautiful what they I did. Love it's amazing the adaptation and how much they did change and really rearrange, and it still feels like hairspray. Yeah, but yeah. like you don't even know that certain things are different. And even as someone who knows the show backwards and forwards, like I wouldn't have if I mean I didn't watch Hairspray this time around because I just don't need to. You lived it, and I love I love the movie so so much. But I was like, I don't need to watch it. I know it so well. Um, you still get upset when Tammy loses on Netflix. Like when you like clicked on the movie, like the like big picture they showed was, I like, was a you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you know, using I know where I've been as, a, as an example, that is a beautiful example from the film that if you know the show so well, meaning the stage version, you don't even care that that's not what happens in the stage version because it's, I think, even elevated and a little bit smarter than uh, yeah. before. And I mean, it makes the march bigger because it becomes a bigger moment. Yeah. That it is in the musical. But I was just wondering that. Last question was, because um, the one thing that I was like, 
I don't know how I feel about that is the, the fact that Tracy doesn't go to jail. And if Tracy doesn't go to jail, then Link can't break her out, which means Link's like come to Jesus moment happens at the finale instead of before that. And I was like, yes. why, why doesn't he? Where were they? Were they in the basement of Penny's? Penny was in the yeah. house. And then Penny yeah. was- well, Zac Efron sings without love, like in sure. Tracy's room, like a stalker. Right, and, right, right. And then they put her like in the trunk or something. Yeah, yeah. they're trying to get to each other in the refrigerator when they steal <laughs> the refrigerator. When he finds that candy bar under her pillow, oh, and mm-hmm. then like lays down holding it, I was just like, yeah. The direction of this it, it, film is so yeah. wonderful. The little pieces that Adam Shankman put in, just like. He he's treating it like a musical, but also like a movie musical. Like yeah. it, 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 the, the this is another one that you know the Phantom of the Opera. Joel Schumacher doesn't know what to do with the camera in that movie, whereas mm. Shankman knows exactly what to do with the camera movie. Keeps the energy going, but you never feel like you're watching feet, watching hands. Like it's all well, well it edited. That he's from our world. Like he's yeah. a performer, so he mm. gets it. Yeah. Like that whole section of like I can hear the bells, like when she's like suddenly in dodgeball and then gets genius. hit. Yeah. Like, it's just so genius how all of that is played through. Yeah. The bathroom with the girls smoking, like it's perfect. <laughs> it's so good. Even all the stuff like walking up to welcome to the 60s and like the stuff they see in the window. Yeah. <laughs> like, one of the things I did remember though, Aaron, was that like I remembered she went to jail and he broke her out in the stage show. And that's not what happens on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Personally, I was like actually su- like pleasantly surprised about the change they made for the movie because like it it did make Link a secondary character to like that where he just had kind of figured it out at the end. But like it focused more on like Tracy's confident journey where like she didn't need him to save her, and then like he joins her because he sees how confident she is when she's dancing. Yeah. Like at the finale, so like I can buy that. It, it I guess, like, I guess it, like it's it where was I, Hans moments in Frozen, not Hans, but Kristoff's uh, moments in Frozen, where it was just like, "What do you need?" Like, okay, I mean, I guess, I guess that's where, because yeah, because I agree, and, and and that's a that is a way to view it, and it's valid, and it and it makes him look good. The, I feel like his. Because because his action happens earlier in the musical, his intention, his there's more intention in in his action rather than just like possibly being swept up in the moment at the end. Oh and no, that actually makes sense. Yeah. I agree with you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think that Zac Efron is a good actor, and he does a lot with just his eyes and his physicality that the mm-hmm. script doesn't necessarily give Link in this version. And I can't believe I'm saying that after I've seen things like High School Musical two. He's a good no, one. He's fine. I mean, he had done how many things before he did Hairspray? Like he was so good in it. Yeah, he had learned. He had gotten better. Yeah. Well, because they say that he's like the Colin Farrell of our generation. <laughs> Thank you. I yes. He is delightful in Neighbors. <laughs> this is like pre-Jack Zac Efron, though. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, okay. He's still baby body. Uh-huh. He's still a twink before he came on like a, mus- a muscle bottom. Like he's still a twink now. So he's a delight, right, Haley? Yes. 
Okay, my yes. next one. Michelle Pfeiffer is so electric on screen no matter what she does. She's a delight, right? You guys, I truly, I feel like I kept texting you this, Brian. I was like, sorry to keep telling you this over and over, but there was not one diva on that set. Yeah. That's so like, great. Everyone was so Ooh, kind. When you say there's no diva, it was probably you. Like <laughs> oh. <laughs> such a diva. <laughs> That's so nice to hear. Here, a pair in this scene. I need a lot more. <laughs> Everyone who was, you know, like a celebrity was so kind, and we spent so long rehearsing the show that it was just like summer camp, and we all became such good friends. And even the people that I didn't really have scenes with, like Chris Walken. Latifa, I wasn't really with. I really wasn't with. Um, but like, they were so kind. And like, I remember between takes one day, we were like holding for a really long time. I think we were shooting You Can't Stop the Beat because everyone was there. And like, with all of those dancers, like you get all of, a lot of dancers together and we become crazy. And yeah. so there became like this big dance circle and like Chris Walken got in and was dancing. And then like Queen Latifah got it. Like everyone just got in. We were like, Oh, oh you know, like what that's happen? fun. Everyone was so, so kind. This is the first movie I ever saw Christopher walking in that I wasn't actually like absolutely terrified of Christopher. Oh, I, Brian, thank God you finished that sentence, man. <laughs> I am so terrified of him. I don't know what it is. Well, it's crazy because his background is dance. He puts dance into every movie he's possibly in on purpose. Like, yeah, like yes. Pennies from Heaven, Blast from the Past. Like That's real. Even in um, uh, Catch Me If You Can, his thing is dancing with his wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. He puts it in everything. You should YouTube his old dancing stuff. It's really cool. Or the flat boy, the fat boy slim video. Yes, that video is perfect. I actually did think that during some of like during the like timeless to me number, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he can move. Like yeah. because I feel like he would be like creepy and awkward just because that's like a vibe he has with a right. lot of his roles and his stuff. But like he was very Frankie Valley. <laughs> so good so good but yeah he's he was like really i mean everybody knows john travolta can dance so like him moving through some of that stuff especially with like the fat suit and everything like he was fantastic but like christopher walken is like really dapper in this movie yeah and he actually talks like that <laughs> so crazy so i, I actually i want to bring up john travolta for a moment um thoughts on his that as much as we all love the Tracy character and all this, like Edna is the character we will like that pops off the screen when you see it on sta- off, off the stage. That's the one you maybe remember, maybe because of Divine, because of Harvey Firestein, whatever the case may be. That's a very that's the memorable hairspray character. Thoughts on how John Travolta handled it? He got really into his accent work to be from Baltimore, mm. which is yeah. very was- Philadelphia accent. And so I appreciated how thorough he was, but he was the only one that did it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I will say, I, like, I remember watching it or remembering the, like, because I feel like the movie came out at a time when everybody was like, it's Harvey or no one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everyone, there was just this automatic bias. Sure. That Harvey won the Tony, right? Yeah. Yes. He won Best Actor in a Musical. 
And so, like, watching it now without all of that, I thought he was great. I actually thought he was really good. Yeah, I, this time watching it through, I still think for me, he is the weakest link in the film. That is also all relative because I think everyone is just naturally having a good time and he's trying more than other people because he's, he's so. working with a lot there. And I, I wouldn't actually blame him. It's just, like, the face and the everything is just a lot. But, like... This time through, I didn't have the same reservations. I just like bought into it because again, yeah. I think that it's it's amazing how context changes things over time. Oh yeah. And not to like, not to take away from anything that Harvey Firestein did on stage because I'm sure his performance was incredible because I've seen him on stage a few times and other things and he's just breathtaking to watch. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that playing a drag persona on stage is easier than it would be doing it on film. So yeah. I, I think some of the extra, the added stuff he had to do, because like you can go over the top as a drag persona on stage and people will eat it up. If you go yeah. too overboard in a movie, so right. to like act yeah. living reality, like he had to b- balance being over the top, but also being real. So I think that might've been what you felt like holding back his character. Cause like, it's really hard to like not come off as like a, a jerk for playing a woman too extravagantly, whereas on stage, people are eating up the drag because they know that's what it is. Yeah, you're so right. I can buy that, yeah. Also, yeah, we, we, we also didn't mention it, sorry, I'm just looking up, Dick Latessa, who just recently passed away, won the Tony for playing Wilbur as well. I didn't, I didn't remember that. Oh, mm. I didn't know that either. And then Mar- Mar- Marissa Jeanette Winokur won as well. Yeah. <laughs> so... So, any last thoughts on this 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 hairspray? Sammy was robbed. Yeah, besides the Tammy was robbed. Perfect. Yes, Tammy was robbed. Tammy should have at least been second for this. Can we shout out the the seaweed stubs though? Because his voice is killer. Elijah Kelly, you guys, is truly one of the most talented, beautiful, kind humans ever. He's a great seaweed. He was so hot. (laughs) He was awesome. Where was he from? I don't know. Like, was that was this like his first big thing? Yeah. He, was, he can sit, like sing, sing, yeah. sing, and dance. Um, and we, Tracy wins in the musical. Is that correct? She oh yeah. Hairspray. Yes. Can we talk about I that love change? Inez wins. I like that idea. Miss Hairspray in the musical, and then in the movie, Little Inez wins. And I like that. I love that. Like Corny Collins like lied. Because he wanted to integrate the show. That's what how I read it. Is he went, Dennis. Yeah. I just like seeing a movie where where oh. Martin didn't get cheated on. That was the love. James thing. Martin was <laughs> such a good corny Collins. So good. Yeah. He's not Lance Bass, but so his, his, riff, his riff at the end of the the only thing better than hairspray. Oh my god. Yeah. I was just like Jimmy Marsden. Yeah. I know I texted this to you, Brian. Jimmy Marsden is the kindest, funniest, most talented, gorgeous human ever. And I he's love Francis Bonnick the Hedgehog. Yeah. Uh, I loved working with him. He was so much fun. We had the best time. Cool. Um, he, he sounded incredible. Last question I want to ask before we move on. Haley, when you guys were like running the numbers, were people singing live, even though they knew like they would obviously dub it with like the recording later, but like was he like singing while you guys were dancing and stuff? I I think so. Fun fact. 
they didn't ask us to sing on the recording. Oh, that's what? not you. I mean, that's you singing your your lines, but not in the like only the chorus. song. The only song I'm actually on is when I'm say Tammy, and then New Girl in Town. That's the uh-huh. only time that I'm on the track. They hired people in New York to sing on it, which makes no sense because, well, what was interesting, the LA kids that they hired are like LA dancers and they aren't like musical theater people. So they are mostly very heavily dance, dance, dance. They don't really Mm -hmm. sing. Then the Toronto, so they hired New York kids, LA kids and Toronto kids and us New York kids could do it all. The LA kids are like insane movie video um, mm. music video dancers like they mm. dance with Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears and Beyonce like they're amazing then the Toronto kids were like kind of an in-between they like some could sing and then some were more like the LA dancers so I think to not hurt anyone's feelings they were just like we're just gonna record with a lot of people in New York who had some done the show before and then others were just like singers that they really liked so mm-hmm. I think when we were, I think when we filmed the stuff, like a lot of it, I think the tracks had already been recorded. So I think we were lip singing, syncing, singing. What's the correct term? I don't Thinking. know. Sinking. Sinking. Because you're syncing your lips with the track. Yeah. Like um, the Titanic. I think you were doing it to the track. So, you, so your line in Crabs isn't you? I can't remember. Okay, you great. care it that sounds like you, I, Maybe not. Are you scared we're live? That's you. Oh no, that is me. Okay. I thought you meant. I thought you meant. Did I do that like live or did no, no, I no, just I record it on the track? Because you said you only recorded Tammy. And oh yeah. Anything <laughs> that is me, that's like solo. A solo of mine. That's me. Yeah. Hey, imagine okay. you opening your mind, be like, "Are you scared we're live?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I was literally like, "That's a great voice match to throw." Yeah. I was like, "Here." No, that's on me. Okay, Paris. Awesome. So just to do the same thing we did with the other one, um, uh, the... Um, Tim Burton, Sweeney Todd. Well, no. Uh, I have notes out for this one. No, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. is a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Airspray does. That's practically right. It's actually <laughs> one of 2007's best-reviewed films. And Hairspray's energetic, wholly entertaining musical romp, a fun summer movie with plenty of heart. Its contagious songs will make you want to get up and start dancing. Um, cool. I did. Me too. Oh, Jamie took a video of me dancing to You Can't Stop the Beat when I'm blackout drunk. Dancing it now. Immediately. Share um, your screen. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, but uh, let's go right into the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, Sweeney Todd. Um, this was also a 2007 film. Came out around Christmas time because obviously... Um, um, but let's go around, obviously, your relationship with the stage production or any of the stage play in general, um, your relationship with the movie, and just, again, give me your high-level thoughts on uh, <laughs> watching this one through. We'll, get, we'll go into it deeper, but just, like, what are your, like, what is your gut reaction to it, having just watched what it? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? <laughs> um, Kevin, let's start with you. Okay. Um, I did Sweeney Todd at Florida State University in 2007. And so I knew the show from that. I was in the ensemble and I covered Pirelli. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I bet you would have been yes. a great Pirelli. Yes. So I, I knew the show very intimately from doing it in college. Cause like when you do a show in college, you spend like a semester rehearsing and then you do it for like two weeks. So um, <laughs> I knew that show very well. And I had never seen a stage production of it. Um, I have since seen the Barrow Street production. Kimberly and I went that had uh, meat pies and saw the brilliance that was that production. Um, But I saw this movie in the theaters with my entire family. Mm -hmm. My whole family went and saw me do whatever I do a show. My family is always amazing. They come and see it. And uh, my parents went three times in a row because they're that kind of parents that they like come for the weekend and see it every performance. Um, so the whole family knew that show pretty intimately. So like we made it like a whole thing during Christmas time where we all went for like a movie night together to see it. Great. Um, I'll, I'll quickly go, um, you know, I'd seen the, the Angela Lansbury original production. Um, not, not live. I'm not Aaron. And um, <laughs> I've seen, I saw the Barrow Street. I've seen different versions of it here and there. Um, and then again, like Kevin, we went with the family during the holiday season. This was the musical coming out on Christmas and it's Jews. Like that's the jackpot. Um, and, uh, yeah, I remember walking out of the theater thinking, uh, being a little entertained, but confused. Um, and, uh, this was the most enjoyable time watching it for me. I've seen it. This is my third time seeing it. I'll go. Um, I, the first time I, I ever saw the show was watching the live cap with George Hearn and Angela Lansbury. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and I remember the first time I saw it cause it was a long time ago and it was kind of one of those, like, you knew if you were like trying to get into this business, that Sweeney Todd was one of those shows that you had to pretend to like. And so, or if, or else people will judge you for, your theater. Right. And so I think I like watched it through that lens and so like liked it because I know I was supposed to, but didn't really get it all. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward, then I also still watched, I watched not this past Barrow Street revival, but I watched the Patty Lapone Michael Cerberus instrument revival, yes. show, uh, which I dug and I liked it a lot. Again, sort of. You saw that live? Point. Yeah, I saw that live. Okay. Wow. I was kind of with the same vein, though, where I was like, this is great because this is, I, this is great theater because 
everyone else thinks it's great theater too. So sure, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and I will say, and then I saw this movie. Uh, wait, this came out in 2013. You said seven. Seven. Oh, this came out through seven also. Um, this movie, I think. I feel like I saw this movie because I saw it in theaters that Christmas time as well. Um, and I think this was after the 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 Patty LuPone revival. So this is when, and again, this is when I got like, oh, movie stars in our roles. What the hell? And then, so I like, I'm I'm realizing as I'm saying it that like my trajectory with Sweeney Todd was just like succumbing to peer pressure every single time sure. I watched it. And now, actually, this time watching it was like, I have my thoughts about the movie, but it's yeah. the first time I like understand it as a sophisticated viewer of stories. <laughs> Where I'm like, oh, I get what's happening the entire movie now. And while I miss a lot of the stuff from the show, like, I'm wondering if it's the movie in some way made it clearer because I didn't get it when like the ensemble was being a Greek chorus. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I liked it this time mainly because I could now tell you what Sweeney Todd was about without like having cliff notes in front of me. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Haley. Oh, um, I had never seen Sweeney Todd ever. Oh, wow. Ever. Cool. Um, This is fresh. Well, the only time I've actually seen it was a few months ago. I went on YouTube um, and I started watching the Emma Thompson concert. Oh, the Grim Circle concert. Yeah. With um, Jay Johnson and Aaron Mackey. Sure. I never finished it. um, But I was like, you know, I should know this musical because I was like, I should... I was during a time where I was like, I should research roles that I should know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I should know Joanna. So I was like, I'm just going to Google it. So mm-hmm. I started watching it. I didn't finish it, but I liked it. But um, so this was my first time I've seen it all the way through. Um, <laughs> and that's all I'll say. Sure, sure. Kimberly? My first memory of Sweeney Todd is when my like first grade music teacher accidentally made a joke that that's what we were going to do for our musical. And then she was like, "Ah, maybe Sweeney Todd. And like me in the front row went, what's Sweeney Todd about? And I like (laughs) caught her. And like years later, I realized that like I caught her in like an offhanded comment that she then had to explain to an (laughs) eight year old. And she was like, it's about a barber who puts people in pies. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Oh. But so then like my whole elementary school experience is me being like, Mom, can we go listen to Sweeney Todd? And so I like, no. I mean, there are worse things you could have asked for. Correct. <laughs> my mom, whenever I take her to see something Sondheim, she goes, well, you know that me and Sondheim aren't always good friends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she like really needs to know the plot beforehand. Amazing. Um, so she got me the Angela Lansbury DVD in like middle school. And so I watched it then, and I think the same as Aaron pretended, it was breathtaking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, of course, this is great theater. Um, but only after seeing the Barrow Street production did I really, like, get it. Sure, sure. Kevin. It's sad I missed that production. And then, yes, again, 
watching it today was like the best experience I've had with this movie. Because mm-hmm. I remember seeing it in theaters and like during the overture, I was like, there are lyrics to this song. Yeah. And yes. Like, I'm just about it, you know? It's it's interesting uh, because I didn't I love the I love the overture and I love the opening attend the tale. I love all that, but I with this at all because this movie wasn't doing that and it 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 knew exactly what it wanted to be whether you like what it is or not it had a honestly the the biggest difference between like this and a jersey boys is yes it's tim burton and yes it's tim burton flair but at least it had a point of view and perspective yes i would agree with that this movie like i that was one of the things had that (laughs) one of the one of the best things that Brian did for all of us when we were about to start watching these movies was he was like, remember to watch Sweeney Todd as a Tim Burton film. And so I went into it because when I first sat down to watch it, I was doing the show in my senior year of college. Uh-huh. So I literally had just done it. It was my final musical production. And being a student, I was the student in the classical voice program. So I wasn't a musical theater student. So it was the best thing for me because my musical, like my, I got to have my musical theater fixed and performing, but also my classical voice teacher loved it because it's mm. like Sondheim's right. version of saying, I opera. can sing opera. I could yes. write in that language. And so everything I was singing, my my voice teacher just loved it because he got to work with me on like proper voice technique. There was no belting. There was no mm-hmm. like anything. It was just like beautiful singing. And back then I was a 10 or one. So it was like, I was in the rafters all the time with my voice. So it was just yeah. really nice. I would come into my voice lesson and be fully warmed up because we were rehearsals all the time. And it was just like, like Kevin sing an A right now. I'm doing a C sharp. And I'm like, okay. Ah! So like, it was just like a whole thing. So I went into it really kind of. You still got it, Kevin. Still got it. <laughs> got it. <laughs> oh! So like, I was still super emotional about the show to then see it. And to like, I, when I first saw it in theaters, like my whole family was like, that's not Sweeney Todd. Like, what is this? But like watching it this time, like I loved it so much more this time, like accepting what they were going for. Like the way that Tim Burton clings to the grotesque is such a beautiful thing in this movie. Like one of the things that pops out of my head is like how grotesque it is when the bodies hit the floor. Mm-hmm. Yes. And shows it like the, the heads caving in and like, all, like, well, why did they all bleed ketchup? Because it's a stylistic choice. Yeah, I think it was stylistic with that, but the, like the, that, that was so grotesque, and the way that everything seems dirty in the film, like even like through like the the lens of what they're filming is just a gritty lens. Yeah. So it kind of love it. Like with those bugs and everything with Mrs. Yeah. Lovett, like it was just all everything was so grotesque. New York like, City apartment. In a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was like in a, like a Tim Burton kind of way that makes it beautiful. Like I was in for it. Did anybody find? So let's talk about the um, the performances. Um, let's talk through. Um, let's, who who really connected with you? Who didn't connect with you as much? Was it just their execution of the character? Was it the voice? Was it all of it? Was it just wasn't it was it about your expectations of the character? I guess you know we can talk. Let's talk through. Um, let's let's talk through Love It and Sweeney. Uh, um, Haley, you have I, a face. Oh. I mean, I had so many questions because I already don't know the show. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was watching it from a Muggle perspective of mm. meaning Muggle, someone who doesn't do theater, and I was like, 
this, if I were to watch this movie, I'd be like, why do people like theater? Because I was like, this is, t- I did not like it. Okay. Um, so what didn't click high level for you? Um, everything. <laughs> I mean, the performances, sure. they're singing <clears throat> some of the story. Um, it looked a little too cartoony for me. Mm-hmm. Like I know it was Tim Burton esque, but I was like, okay. no, it's, it's just Tim Burton. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, I did not like it. So especially if we're talking about, uh, Mrs. Lovett. Oh my God, I Mrs. Lovett Buns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do that on purpose. <laughs> Mrs. Lovett Space Buns. No. Um, I only know that because I've seen the picture of um, Angela Lansbury. Sure. Um, so their whole relationship, I think I have, I took notes because I was like, I need to be able to talk about this. So do they know each other before? I think lo- the idea is Lovett knows who Benjamin Barker is, but Benjamin Barker does not know who Lovett is. Benjamin right? Button. Yes. Okay. Yes, Benjamin yes. Button. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just happens to have a barbershop above her pie shop? That's where he lived. So that's where okay. he lived. So when he, he lived above her pie shop, so like he didn't really notice her because all he saw was his beautiful wife, but like she was the downstairs neighbor, basically. Got it. And he changed his name. Why? So that people wouldn't know because he was a felon sent away for life. So he, in the beginning scene, when like Anthony and him are on a boat, he had broken out of prison and was like trying to swim for shore and they saved him. And that's how he gets on the boat. And then he changes his name to start a whole new identity. I've never. And he goes back to exactly where he was before. Correct. Back to London to exact revenge. Sure, that makes sense. In his same apartment with his <laughs> old knives, because no one will go. Like no one will rent that house because they know the terrible thing that happened there. Yeah, I just kept writing. A normal person would hate this. Like, <laughs> so that's very interesting because the trailers for this, if anyone remembers them, are not a musical. Tra- it's not a. It's not a musical. They don't so people, show the music at all. People went into this. I'm sure thinking I'm going to watch a dark Tim Burton movie about the character of Sweeney Todd starring Johnny Depp. And all of a sudden it begins with musical Song. singing. With and Sondheim like, music. Yeah. With they people don't know. who can't sing. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had definite like, cause I, cause I thought Johnny Depp was fine. I thought Helena Bottom Carter was fine, but I had definite like lemis, lemis like flashbacks oh, about God. Their, their vocals, and I remember thinking when I was watching, I think when I was watching this, and when I was watching lemis, I was like, "This is the perfect example that shows the world that what we do is hard. Yes, what yeah. we do is difficult because these movie stars walk in and think that what we do is super easy because we're sing- like we're just like singing a little ditty, nah." Telling a story through song is difficult, and yes, I was like, they would storytelling. Yes, I think they they embodied their characters and they embodied whatever blah 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 blah. blah. But like, they they both can't sing, and at the end of the day, like when they're doing a musical, it takes you out of the story. Yeah, and maybe this is us watching as musical people, but like, it took me out of the story, and I. And I would stop seeing them as 
Sweeney and Lovett and see them as Helena Bonner, Vonda McCarter. Yes. Camp. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Snape and Peter Peregrew? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peter's death was the worst. The way his head exploded. It's so distracting to see him in anything else because I truly cannot see him as anything but a rat. He's Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. And it's not because of, I mean, it is because of Harry Potter, but he just innately looks like a little rat kind of. So I can't, I can't unsee it. And especially them together. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what like, Harry Potter. For sure. And he was just doing a Snape voice. Like, he didn't... <laughs> Alan Rickman didn't change anything about it. Hello, Joel. Yeah, I, I would argue that Alan Rickman is the best part of this film. Sure. I would agree. Yeah. I like that they... This movie could have easily leaned out of Turpin being a creeper and just being, like, a wealthy man of that time period because they caught a lot of his his worst stuff from it, but they still leaned into... Like, when he's going to the books and stuff like that, they do, like lean into it a little bit but like this is a movie that could have easily just made him like standard judge of the time bad guy where mm-hmm. they did add some color to it and alan rickman makes that color pop yeah so good very similar to a colin they, they also kind of it depends on how it's directed i guess but like in the stage show like they make it a lot clearer that like it's just it's not just the judge who like rapes his wife it's also the yeah. beetle and like mm-hmm. multiple other people at the party, like it's like a party game they play in this like sick, <laughs> twisted like rich people's oh. world. And for so a like, high profile Tim Burton movie, this would they went further than I thought they would. Like and way, I, I remember way further, yes. Mm-hmm. So like it's really really dark, and like they did a pretty good job of showing how like gross that gets. Sure, he's. Oh, I love Alan Rickman. I miss him. I want him to I see know. more things. It broke my heart. I was like, why is right. he no longer here? Yeah. yeah. Made me so sad. He'll always be Hans Gruber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Peter uh, Pettigrew was great for this. That was the perfect casting choice. Oh, yeah. Um, thoughts on the thoughts on the Joanna and the uh, Anthony? So Where were her eyebrows? <laughs> very Tim Burton to like make her look like that. Like, like that fair, just corpse bride. Yeah. I forgot I this movie, so when I was watching, I was like, "It's going to be that girl that's in all his other movies." Um, the girl from Alice in Wonderland. Yes, that's which what I thought. I thought actually, oh, I, Mio Wachowski or whatever. Yes, I actually thought that there there is a shot. It's it's as they're going to Joanna's window, and you see what I swear to God, I think is this Mia chick with another boy crossing, and I was like, "Oh, we're." If we're seeing this movie as like, <clears throat> it's a little Easter egg. Like if you've seen it four times, you'll see her roving across. And then all of a sudden it's not her. And it's this other girl with no eyebrows. And I was like, wait, 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 where's that other girl? Um, but I loved this girl. I thought she was so like strikingly beautiful. Yeah. I did read that she was 19 when she filmed this and at first they weren't going to give it to her and then she sent again imdb um she sent casting a photo of her without makeup because they were like oh she's too old and she looked so much younger without makeup and they gave her the role where but again with like her headshot i mean she's stunning oh yeah that's a woman but I was like, she's very <laughs> Tim Burton-esque, like, you know. 
She's very wispy and like yeah. frail she's, and pale. She's, and she's very Christina Ricci in uh, um, uh, yes. Sleepy Everything. Hollow. Yes. Adam's family. I mean, I would tell people to watch Sleepy Hollow over this one if I had a choice between Burton movies of that elk. I've never seen it. Maybe elk? I'll add it to my keys. Of the, of the deer. Is it good, Sleepy Hollow? I've never seen it either. Yeah, I love it. I it's very good. Okay. All right. Um, I thought the Toby was good. Uh, yeah. Toby was so good. I thought the Toby was um, really good. Newsies alum Michael Fatica played Toby in the FSG production I was in. Oh, cool. Oh. Well, on that note, that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you yes, so yes. much for joining us. This one was so fun. I'm glad we watched non-sequels. I know. Um, <laughs> Coming up, we're going to be watching a lot of non-sequels, related films. Next Monday, April, or this upcoming Monday, April 13th, uh, we're going to be live on BPN. We'll post all the information on our social medias. But the five of us are going to be talking about the DreamWorks movies, the movie musicals that we can find on streaming. Yes! Road to El Dorado, yeah. that's on Hulu. Um the uh, Prince of Egypt is also on Hulu. And on Netflix, you can find Joseph King of Dreams. Those are the three that we're going to be watching. The so come King join us. of Dreams. <laughs> um, so come join us there. We're going to be talking about those. We're going to take your questions and, and your thoughts. And we're going to really have an awesome time doing that. So um, we hope to uh, see you there. All these are going to be released as episodes as well. But uh, we'd love to have your input there. Um, again, thank you, Haley and Aaron. We can't wait to do that with you on the 13th. But thank you so much for taking the time this week to watch these films and then join us. Wait, when are um, we talking about cats? Did we skip that part? Um, oh, I cut that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a full episode on the butthole cut. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No way. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but uh, again, you can follow us at Broadwasted. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, you can follow us at Broad Wasted. You can follow Aaron and Aaron J. Albano, Haley and Haley Pachoon. Um, you can uh, Haley uh, underscore Pachoon, right? Just search her name. That's what I learned from Kimberly. Find me. H A Y L E Y. Come up. Um, and uh, join our Facebook group again. Um, join patreon um lowest tier is super great and you get to see the full video of this if you're watching the video hi, hi. um as well as uh finding us again on spotify as well as itunes rate and review us there five, five, stars, five stars please, please. And thank you um again we end every episode with a quote and this time it's the best quote we've ever done it is of course are you scared we're on live that's <laughs> <laughs> week's quote because we will be live yeah, <laughs> yeah. um Haley, thanks for giving us your scared we're on live thank you so much for joining us again um and as we end every episode we raise a glass and we say thank you everybody
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.